Hello, this is Verla Forche of your Outside Mindset Show, where I shine a light on aging adults who may have a chronic illness and who are taking back their outside mindsets by looking or going outside to spend time close to trees, shrubs, and plants. I started this podcast for two reasons. I want to help people to recognize that going outside is not just a nice thing to do, but it can save your life. And I want to give you practical tips to live longer, prevent dementia, and control your chronic illness if you have one. If this sounds good to you, welcome home. Professor Rachel Braxton is a conservation scientist at Carleton University in Ottawa, Canada. Dr. Buxton's aim is to support conservation policy and practice with robust scientific practice and evidence. Dr. Buxton's main research interests include soundscapes, seabird ecology, ecological restoration, and systematic conservation planning. Dr. Rachel Buxton's research focuses on the impact of noise pollution and the benefits of natural sound, quantifying the relationship between sound and biodiversity patterns, and the importance of the acoustic environment for the health of wildlife and humans. She also examines information gaps to achieve biodiversity conservation targets in Canada. Dr. Rachel Buxton works with groups of practitioners, decision makers, Indigenous peoples, and stakeholders to ensure that her research is applicable for mobilizing effective conservation solutions. In drawing from her experiences as a research scientist, a mom, a lifelong learner, teacher, mentor, and community member, Dr. Rachel Buxton is committed to making a difference for biodiversity conservation and environmental justice. Welcome, Professor Rachel Buxton. Thanks, Verla. Thanks for having me. Well, it's really nice to have you here with us today. Would you please tell us, Rachel, a little more about you and what got you interested in conservation biology? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I grew up in, in Vancouver, British Columbia, and uh, so I grew up right next to the ocean um, and spent a lot of time down at the beach, um, sticking my my nose in, in tide pools. And, uh, you know, and so I've, I really had an interest in, in the natural world from a young age. And um, early in my college uh, studies, uh, somebody took me out birding. Uh, looking for birds on the coast, and I, I've never been the same since. <laughs> um, so I fell in love with birds, and and I've um, I followed them around the world. I've you know I've um, studied in a, a lot of really amazing places. I've been extremely fortunate, and um, some of my first studies um, took place in the Aleutian Islands in Alaska. It's a, a chain of islands that that run between Alaska and Russia. And um, I remember, uh, you know, you have to fly five hours to get to this island, and then you have to take a boat for two days to get to the study site. And you're in the middle of the ocean. And uh, I was studying at the time these nocturnal 
seabirds. They spend the majority of their time out on, on the ocean and they only come back to land at night under full darkness to breed. So to, to find their mates, to, mm. to incubate their chicks. And there's 6 million birds on this island where I was. And you turn your headlamp off at night and it is deafening the sounds of these birds. And uh, I, I just remember getting goosebumps um, and it was so haunting. And it really um, raised my own awareness of the importance of, of the acoustic environment, of sounds. I mean, these birds use the sound of their mates to navigate to their specific burrow out of, you know, six million burrows or, um, you know. Hmm. So, yeah, it, it really, uh, it, not only was it an incredibly beautiful experience, but it also just really awakened my, my understanding of the importance of the sound environment. Right. That's beautiful. Wow. And I hadn't even heard of conservation biology, but that's a, that's a field in biology, right? That's right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's my job as a, a conservation biologist, as a, as a scientist to provide people with, with evidence and, and information for how we can better conserve the natural world. Um, so whether that's studying birds and their distribution and, you know, what's driving their population declines or their population improvements, um, or, you know, more on sort of the policy side, what, what policies work for protecting wildlife, which ones don't, how can we make them better? Um, so yeah, that's, that's my mm. job is providing people with, with scientific evidence that, that helps us better conserve nature. Well, I'm so glad. We're so glad you're doing that. <laughs> um, your recent paper is a synthesis of the health benefits of natural sounds. Uh, could you talk a little bit about how you did that paper and maybe a follow-up to that as to why natural sounds are important, although I think you've already sort of told us some of those things. Yeah, well, I guess the, the impetus for the, the whole project, you know, I was, I, I did my, my previous postdoctoral research down in at Colorado State University, and I, I was working for the National Park Service, and they have an entire division uh, called the Natural Sounds and Night Skies Division, where uh, we were looking at the impacts of noise pollution on wildlife in uh, national parks, and also on the enjoyment of visitors who are visiting these wild or, you know, na natural places in, in the United States. So, you know, we we started to to get a pretty good idea of the, the negative implications of human-caused sound on both wildlife and humans, but really what what we found interesting is is what's the what's the opposite of that? So, you know, when you enter these quiet spaces, what are the advantages of hearing these natural sounds? I mean, I think we can all attest to the beauty and the inspiration of hearing a babbling brook or birds singing from the trees. 
but you know, are there actual benefits to our health and well-being from experiencing those sorts of sounds? Wow. And this is really a, a it's really a growing area of research as well. So, you know, in this paper that that you were just mentioning, we just put all of that research together. So we searched the the literature and we we looked for any study that looked at the health benefits of natural sound and and we put them all together um, to get a better idea of how natural sounds are affecting our health. And that's so important. I mean, you did a meta-analysis of 36 studies so that you could um, give us this this information. And uh, it's, it's great. And as you say, it's, people are really interested in this. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was neat because by doing a, a meta-analysis, which is, is basically an analysis of all of these different studies analyses, um, you know, we could put all of these studies together that come from different countries, um, you know, asking different sorts of questions, maybe using different types of natural sound. We could put this all together and we could get an idea of overall how, you know, our, what the health outcomes are of listening to natural sounds. And I think for me, what was most striking was the, the level of benefit that we get. So we found that overall studies found 180, over 180% improvement in groups that listen to natural sounds. Um, And we also found large decreases in stress and annoyance in, in groups that listen to natural sounds. And then just, just the breadth of different health outcomes. So um, everything from improving our mood, improving our cognitive abilities, which is really interesting. So our ability to do complex tasks and um, be, be productive. And then also decreasing our pain and decreasing our levels of stress. So really remarkable set of benefits just, just from listening to the sounds of nature. Yeah. Yes. And so the, what do those natural sounds, you've talk, talked about those benefits, but what do they actually do to the body? Is there any evidence of what that does to the natural sounds do to our body? Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, it's really important to, to understand that, that sounds, sound is such an important sense. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of the first senses that's formed in, in humans. You know, babies can hear from 20 weeks in the womb. You know, it's a, it's a very primal sense. Um, and it's very underappreciated. You know, there's no such thing as an ear lid. We can't close our ears. So we are constantly taking in information through our ears. So even when you're sleeping, you're still hearing and you you still have, you know, reflexive capacity for sound in mm-hmm. your sleep. So it's such an important sense. And it's one that often gets ignored because humans are sort of these visual creatures. And um, so, you know, you think about going into nature and you think about these beautiful vistas that you see, you know, looking out over from a mountaintop and, you know, yes, that's very important, but 
the sounds that you're experiencing in nature are also really fundamental to that experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can you can think of the impacts of sound on humans from an evolutionary perspective. So humans are are really good at at paying attention to signals of danger and signals of safety. And a sound environment that's full of natural sounds, bird songs, song, sounds of water, that's a pretty good indicator of a safe environment. So what that allows us to do is to let down our guard, it allows for mental recuperation and relaxation. Whereas in an acoustic environment that is empty, so either it has no natural sounds, the birds have stopped singing, or it has very few natural sounds, that's a pretty good indicator that something has gone wrong. Um, It might be an indicator of danger. And so what happens is we become vigilant. We're on the lookout for what's wrong. And that does not allow for mental recuperation and can actually lead to stress. Mm-hmm. And I like how you, uh, this audience is kind of familiar with parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system, because that's mm-hmm. what I talk about in my book a little and how the outdoors uh, uh, moves us into that state. And mm-hmm. uh, um, you even say that sound affects your heart rate. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, sound is is really good at triggering our fight or flight response. Um, Again, because sound is such an important sense. um, It's very good at triggering these sort of reflexive responses in humans. So that sympathetic nervous system response, where if you hear a sound, um, maybe one that, you know, think of your alarm clock in the morning that immediately triggers your sympathetic nervous system, increases your heart rate, changes your hormone levels and your, and your breathing levels. Um, So sound has this really close connection with our physiology Um, and hearing unpleasant sounds can really rapidly trigger uh, a sympathetic nervous system response. Whereas a natural acoustic environment that's full of of natural sounds is a really good way of of going back into homeostasis. So so triggering the the parasympathetic nervous system response. I love that alarm clock analogy. That's a good one. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's very helpful. Thank you so much. So sound goes directly to our physiology. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, are are there natural um, sounds that are that have the great particular sounds that have greater impact than others, or is it personal? You know, I think um, when it comes to sort of particular sounds, let's say you know a a particular species of bird, let's say, or you know something like that, I think that would definitely be personal, um, emotional. You know, sounds are also really good at triggering memories. So, um, you know, when it comes to sort of more specific things like that, it's probably specific to different people. However, one of the really neat 
results from our study was that different types of sounds tend to have different types of benefits. So mm. we found that water sounds, like the sound of a river or a waterfall or rain, that tended to have greater benefits for positive health outcomes and something we call positive affective outcomes. These are things like our feelings of tranquility or how much we prefer or are drawn to certain environments. Mm. We also found that birdsong had greater benefits for reducing stress and reducing annoyance. So the sounds of birds tend to make us feel relaxed. Wow. We'd really miss them if we didn't have birds. <laughs> wow. It's so good to have this research and, and your voice on this. Um, how about, like, I'm out here in northern Manitoba, surrounded by the boreal forest, but still, when I walk in the woods, I can hear ATVs, <laughs> traffic. <laughs> um, am I still getting the benefit of my acoustic environment, Rachel? That's a that's a great question, Verla. And you know, it's it's definitely at the front of my mind being in the middle of Ottawa. Um, yeah, I mean, we have so much evidence that noise pollution is just so detrimental for so many aspects of our health. However, another really interesting result from our study was that we found some evidence that in groups that listen to natural sounds that were paired with human-caused sounds like traffic, they experience greater health benefits than groups that just listen to traffic sounds. So it does appear that listening to natural sounds, even over top of the din of noise, still offers some of those health benefits. So, you know, that's really great news for, for people who live in the city or I guess even northern Manitoba. Yes. Um, but it's also really interesting news for planners, like urban planners or or people sort of planning the, the soundscape of the city or, or natural features within a city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is uh this is hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very good. And I was thinking when I when I read that, I was thinking, so would it work, at, I guess, if you put a natural recording, if you're on a road trip and you put on natural sounds, or maybe that wasn't in any of your studies yet? Well, you know, I mean, so the the studies that we looked at, they all use recordings of natural sounds. So most of them were done in a, a lab or a hospital setting. And oh, great. Patients, patients or participants, they were played natural sounds through headphones. Um, and, you know, they saw these these big improvements in, in health outcomes. Um, I always do like to mention, though, that, you know, there are many other facets of your, your nature experience. You know, there's a lot of evidence that the sights of nature, the, mm-hmm. the smells of nature, the, the full experience is what gives you those a lot of other health benefits as well. Right. So, you know, your best bet is always to get outside. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
you know, for those of us who work in an office or, you know, uh, you can't escape the desk all day, certainly listening to, to some bird song in the middle of the day would be helpful. Oh, that is so lovely. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, Dr. Rachel Buxton, do you have any tips for our listeners when um, we go outside, uh, one for our health, and then what can we do to help conserve this biodiversity? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, health-wise, again, your best bet is always just to spend time outside. Um, but, you know, for those of us who live in cities or are exposed to noise pollution, I think just really focus listening and sort of training your ear when you get outside is, is really important. So really trying to focus in on those natural sounds. Um, really trying to focus on, you know, what, what birds am I hearing? What maybe, you know, what are the different types? Really trying to focus in on that or, or the, the water rushing or, you know, the, the wind blowing the leaves and the trees. Really trying to, to tune your attention. And I think with that, you know, tuning of your attention to natural sounds also comes appreciation for those sounds. So, you know, you, you come to recognize how special and, and beautiful those sounds are. And I think it, it motivates us to protect them. You know, it, mm -hmm. when we realize how special and important they are, it, it makes us realize that they're really deserving of our protection. Right. And, you know, there's, there's things that we can all do to protect the acoustic environment. I mean, birds are a large component of the acoustic environment. And, you know, a paper just came out showing that we've lost 3 billion birds since the 1970s. So um, we are losing birds in huge numbers. Um, and there are many, many strategies that we can do every day to protect birds. Um, you know, Keeping Could your you cats. give us a few? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, keeping your cats inside uh, is a really great one if you live, uh, well, if you live anywhere, but especially mm -hmm. in a city. Um, putting decals on your windows, again, another yes. great one. Um, but as far as, you know, your own impact on the acoustic environment, you know, you, you can do really simple things like make, make sure you're appreciating nature quietly so you know next time you go into the woods maybe just try and keep your voice down and um you know make a little bit less noise also how you're how you're getting to nature is really important you know it, as much as you can just trying to walk places or you know take a shuttle um you know whatever alternative options you have to driving um, can really reduce the amount of traffic noise that you produce. Oh, that's good. That's good. And now my sister in Ottawa is going to ask me, did you ask her where she goes birding? <laughs> <laughs> well, she'll, she'll probably beat me to the punch here. And, uh, you know, most birders in, in Ottawa can attest to uh, mud lake. 
It's a important bird area in Ottawa, right on the Ottawa River. Um, and it's, it's stunning. It's right on this beautiful lake and right on the river. And during the spring migration of birds, it is dripping with migratory birds that have just come up from South America and Central America. And it's, it's a magical place. So. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for all your tips. And I think I'm going to go to your research papers because sometimes it's difficult to know how to just, dis- when you notice sounds, it's useful to have other people's words to describe sounds because we're not, we don't have that language so much, I think. Um, so I do, this is very, very helpful for all of us. Thank you so much. Now, where can readers and listeners uh, find your work, Rachel? I- Got your website here. It's it's your name, Rachel Buxton. That's um, Rachel. That's R A C H E L B U X T O N dot WordPress dot com. That's one place. And I think you're on Twitter. Is yeah, right? yeah. Um, and you know, if if anyone out there has has any questions or you know wants to get in touch and and have a chat, I'm you know please do tweet at me. Um, I think it's Buxton underscore Rachel and I'm always happy to to answer questions or just chat in general about nature. Well, I'm so pleased. I, I, I didn't say on the outset that I heard you on uh, CBC Radio Quirks and Quirks with Bob McDonald and it was such a beautiful, clear interview, just like you're talking now, uh, only giving us more time. <laughs> and so I think we're very, very lucky uh, to have you. So thank you so much, Rachel Buxton. Thanks again, Verla, for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. Our pleasure. So thank you to our podcast listeners now in 28 countries and 328 cities around the world. Thank you for listening and sharing this podcast with others. And thank you for your kind reviews on Apple Podcasts. I would love to hear your comments on this episode. And for a complete transcript of this episode, just go to my website, treesmendas.com. That's all one word. And please check out my book and workbook, Take Back Your Outside Mindset, Live Longer, Prevent Dementia, and Control Your Chronic Illness. So listeners, next time you go outside, remember that as Professor Rachel Buxton's research shows, natural sounds are important for your health and for your well-being. Your natural soundscape, even with the sound of traffic in the background, is changing your heart rate slowing it down, decreasing your pain, lowering your stress, improving your mood, and enhancing your cognitive performance. And this is a good thing, because we all need a little more of your outside mindset. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.